welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. <laughs> Today, we've got Brian Martin as a senior business development rep with New View Trust just outside of Orlando, Florida. Before we dive into that interview, though, let's talk about the land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting in this niche, you got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients, and we put it into this course. It's in an easy to follow video format. It's got all the contracts, the scripts, the forms that we use in our daily business. And everyone that joins gets a free one-on-one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. Happy Wednesday. Hey, happy Wednesday. You threw me off when you did the Friday commercial on Wednesday. We're talking to a finance guy. I didn't want to do Wednesday's commercial as a finance I don't want to send them two different ways. You okay, know? you didn't want to send, you didn't want to take from Plum to send yeah. them to Brian. That's right. So he's going to figure. I want to send mixed mixed messages. How to know? how to tap this unmarketed, self-directed trust IRA 401k. When Brian, we are total noobs when it comes to this, and that's why we've invited you to the show to give our listeners a basic 101 of investing with your self-directed IRA and 401ks. Brian Martinez, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, yeah. yeah, so self-directed IRAs for flipping land. There's some great techniques you can definitely do uh, using self-directed IRAs. But first thing you, you got to do is make sure that you can even access the funds. A lot of times okay. if you're still with your current employer, the funds cannot be transferred or rolled over yet unless you left that employer. Um, okay. If it's in an IRA, IRAs can be transferred from company from one retirement plan to another retirement plan. But 401ks is the one that you definitely have to double check. And see, it's, okay. it's even eligible to be rolled over. And this is actually okay, so let's, capital that most people yeah, don't know so that's, that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to stop. But I want to give people like a history of how long have you been doing what you do and kind of the brief overview of what you help your clients do on a day-to-day basis. Okay. So, yeah, I've been with New View Trust for two years now. And we focus mostly on just the education. Like I said, most people don't know about self-directed IRA. So our major focus is going to events and networking and teaching them, you know, the do's and the don'ts and self-directed IRAs and what the rules are. Okay. How long have you been doing this? Two years. I've been with Navy for two years. Two years. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess, uh, let's just go back right back into it. Is there some basic do's and don'ts? Yeah, there are. So whenever you're using a self-directed IRA, your investments, they must be passive. They must be at arm's length. The biggest thing is you don't want to, that money is meant for retirement. So when you're making investments, it doesn't have to be hands-on. So with flippers especially, they like to do a lot of the hands-on work themselves. It would have to be a third party doing the actual renovations on the property. You can never live or rent that property. Some people that like to purchase land, they want to hunt on that land. You can't do that, unfortunately. It's got to be a passive investment. Okay, so when you, I'm trying to work through that in my head. So if I'm going to buy, so and what our model is, and we buy raw land off market and bring it to market and we just turn around and sell it. So as long as we never step foot, like we typically 99.5% of the properties we buy, we don't we don't step on onto the actual property. We can do that with raw land in our IRA. You definitely can, as long as you're not utilizing that land. 
I'll give you some strategies. One of my clients, what he likes to do, as long as you're not using it for any personal reasons and you're just holding that land in order for it to, you know, to sell it, to flip it, whatever you're trying to do with it, um, you're not developing on it. What my client, he likes to do, he usually buys a parcel of land and he actually pins the neighbors on each side of that land to see if they can outbid each other to purchase that and expand on their own land. So that's his strategy that he uses. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, and we send neighbor letters and yeah. do that as well. So that's something we do. So I'm trying to understand kind of the arm's length portion. Can you go into a little bit more depth in what that actually means? Yeah. Cause I want to know who the IRA self-directed IRA police are, because if I buy a property <laughs> to flip it mm-hmm. and I just happen to drive by one day and I say, you know, what? I want to get out there and shoot my gun. Mm-hmm. Who's going to know how, how much trouble am I going to get in? You know, I hear that almost every day. Okay. <laughs> who, who's going to know? Do you want to take that chance though? I mean, you really never know unless there's some paper trail, to be honest, but it's never a good idea because the whole reason of making an investment in a self-directed IRA is the the tax incentive that comes along with it. It's going to be tax deferred or tax free on your profits. But say you were to get caught and you were hunting on that land and something were to happen and now you have a, I don't know, the police had to get involved. You get a police report or something. Somebody got shot. You never know what can happen there. You could get hurt. You could get injured. And now there's a paper trail saying you were on that land. So is it worth taking that chance? I mean, it's really up to the investor. What's, yeah. what's the kind of, what kind of penalty does that, or what uh, happens? So, it's a good question. Um, so typically it's, it would look like as if you took a distribution and that gotcha. money should have been used as a distribution, which can have a penalty, usually um, 10% to 20%. And then your tax bracket, you'd pay the taxes on it as well. So it could be a pretty large penalty. So going off that, and this, I know we didn't, I didn't send you this question, but just kind of my mind goes this way is I see so many advertisements for like these beach condos in Mexico, you know, Hey, buy in Tulum, use your self-directed IRA, come stay at your vacation house. I couldn't do that. I have to stay at like the neighbor's house who's doing the same thing. And we just swap time or something. Is that that how that works? That's ideal. Oh my God. That's what people should be doing. That's how they should be advertising it. But no, you're correct. You can use your IRA to buy agriculture. You can use your IRA to buy land. You can invest in those condos in other countries. Any of those things can be done, but you Uh cannot stay on the property. So the fact that they're advertising that you can stay on the property is 100% against the rules. And I'm actually surprised. This is the first time I've heard that. Wow, because I see it. It's like get an ROI of 8% guaranteed and stay at your own place. You know, and I'm just like, wow, okay. So that's a no-no. It really sounds like we're trying to like skate the rules yeah, here, no. but I'm trying to wonder how they could do that. Like there's got to be some, cause I've tried to use, uh, put money into an IRA and I've never been able to uh, self-direct it. I've never been able to figure out a way to make it really work the way I, I guess I wanted to. So I think it's pretty strict, right? I mean, you buy a property in the self-directed IRA, you can't do anything on it. You can't do anything with it. And the all the profits got to go back into it, right? Well, you can, you can make all the decisions on behalf of the IRA. So if you want to paint that house blue, you can do that. You can make mm-hmm. all the decisions on what company is going to do it. We will pay the invoice for it. You just can't put sweat equity into that property yourself. Now, okay. there is an option where once you re- reach the age of retirement and you're allowed to start taking distributions, you can take that property as a distribution and now you personally can use it. Okay. However, if it's in a tax deferred account like a traditional IRA, well, you're going to pay the taxes on that. And it could be if that piece of property is worth, you know, $200,000, well, now you're going to pay the taxes on that $200,000. Whether you want to do that, that's completely up to you. Got you. Man. So what are some of the downfalls of using the capital that and, and unlocking it? Because a lot of us have, you know, anywhere from 50 to a couple hundred thousand dollars. When you're in that, you know, sub 40, 50 year old age, what's the downfalls of up tapping that capital? Well, your money's tied up. It's invested. Okay. But the good thing is 
I'll give you an example. In the stock market, you invest in stocks. You can you control that? It goes up, it goes down. You can't control that. As you saw in the past couple of months, some people took some pretty big hits. Well, mm-hmm. in a self-directed IRA, you have a piece of real estate. It's something tangible. It's something that you can see, something that you can take care of on your own if you have that experience. So the only thing is you, if you needed that access to that money immediately, you would have to sell that property to do that. And that could take some time. So I would say that's the biggest downfall is knowing that your money's it's invested and it's still working for you if you do the right thing. So you have tenants or you know, using it for Airbnbs or you're using it for, you know, to rent out if it's a piece of raw land and you have, I don't know, maybe people parking their trailer on there and paying rental fees for you. You know, there's, there's so many different things you can do, but if you need that immediate access, it is tied up. Yeah. That's, that's the thing for me that I've always been hesitant into tapping that capital is because I want to use that cash. Like if I, in case I need to pay the bills, if I have a doctor or something and that profit, like Adam stated earlier, has to go back to the the IRA or the, the 401k, whichever asset class you're using, correct? correct? There is a workaround though. I mean, you, if you wanted to start generating your own income as well, you know, you could structure it as a joint venture. Say that you went 50-50 on that piece of land or that property. Well, your IRA owns 50%, so your IRA is still growing and working for you. And personally, you use the other 50% and you're getting some income and generating normal income, passive income coming to yourself. That Joint ventures are very common. And gotcha. that, that doesn't get affected by the arm length rule? It doesn't. As long as you're following the IRA rules and you're not living on the property, you're not putting sweat equity in the property. Um, there are some disqualified parties as, as well. So yourself, your spouse, your parents and grandparents, your children and grandchildren. These are the parties that are disqualified from living on that property, renting that property, putting the sweat equity in the property. On a JV, does your IRA have to put up the money and then you also put in money or can your or can your IRA be the person funding it and you're the other part that went out and found it? Or how, do, how does that work? Good question. So right from the very beginning, from a down payment, and then every expense going forward, it has to be structured however you structure that deal. 50-50, 80-20, 90-10, you structured it. Wow, gotcha. I feel like we could go down a rabbit hole on that one. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. probably something that if you have an interest and want to learn the ins and outs of, you get a hold of Brian and talk to because that just opened up probably another hour and a half of questions for me. And I, and I hate to keep you on here and, and do that to you. but Because yeah, we were going to ask for an insider tip, but I think that was... I, I think that's a solid one. But if you've got another insider tip, something we couldn't Google to find out that you know from being in the business for two years and doing this and helping people tap that capital, what would be an insider tip that you would provide to our listeners? Make sure you understand um, UBIT, Unrelated Business Income Tax. Most people don't know about that. Um, so if you're using any type of leverage, like a non-recourse loan to purchase the property, a lot of times you're going to be subject to a taxation called UBIT, something you definitely want to research and know what that taxation is. Now, a lot of times the profit can outweigh that taxation, um, but you always want to do your due diligence to understand how UBIT works. Okay. I've never even heard of that tax of you. No, I can't say I have, no. Wow. And I do my own taxes. That would have been a bad one to miss. I don't want to put that on record anywhere. (laughs) Okay. What about uh, what about other um, niches that you maybe see on like a trending side of like hustles or maybe that a model that wouldn't work for this and why like ATM like the reason why I bring this up is ATMs right? We were thinking maybe you can you know joint venture with yourself and let uh, your self-directed IRA fund the money that's inside of the ATMs while you manage the business side. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing I have to disclose, I'm not fiduciary. You know, we don't direct clients into any specific types of investments. Um, We just provide the education on what types of investments you can do. 
I have had a client do ATMs before. I, it's their due diligence that they have to do to make sure they're following the rules and staying within the guidelines. However, I mean, some of the cool niches I've seen people do that are pretty interesting. I had somebody recently invest in uh, cell phone towers, but it's actually real estate. And because they own the real estate and they're building the cell phone tower, they have the contract, that equipment out, they own it. Something different that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of land investors. Flippers, that's another thing, is if you're going to flip property, you can only do so many before it becomes a business. Same thing with Airbnbs. And the whole reason to use a self-directed IRA to make investments is the tax benefits that would come along with that. But when you're doing running a business like flipping constantly or Airbnbs, you got to be careful not to you know, get taxed on that. Does that make sense? So kind of. It could be perceived as a hotel, and you might yeah. have to pay that taxation. Um, gotcha. Same thing with yeah. flipping. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you've got my mind running now with the JB thing. We had the questions after that, but now I just I'm thinking about the whole JB thing. I, I am as well, and that's because that was always my biggest hangup. So a little bit about me. I, I was corporate America for 15 years, built a nice 401k. It's sitting there, and it's as a real estate investor, it's like how much capital can you get? How much capital can you put to work? And so this amount of money has been sitting there just staring at me this whole time, and I've never tapped it. I've just let it play in the stock market up and down and up and down. And I'm like, man, how do I go and get that going now? And we have so many different avenues that we kind of move into that layer off our, our core business. Then I'm like, that's where that money should be deployed and stuff that's kind of the longer play, the a little bit safer, you know, buying holds and things like that that I'm not going to be managing. I've got a property manager managing or it's holding it or it's ATMs or it's storage building or it's big subdivide or whatever that looks like. And now the JV piece brings up a whole nother complexity of questions in my head. That's like, well, maybe I could get paid a little bit out of this instead of that money just all going back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, always have a little bit of money saved on the side that's accessible, but you want to mm-hmm. diverse your portfolio and maybe even look into Ross because I think Ross are powerful when you can make an investment and you pay the taxes now while it's a smaller IRA, but then it can grow for you and the capital gains you won't have to pay the taxes on. So there's so many strategies that you can take. Um, and obviously you always want to discuss that with the financial advisor before you do it, but you guys are in a great network with a lot of like-minded investors. And would you mm-hmm. rather have your money in the stock market, like I said before, where you have no control or have access to that money to make the investments that you're confident will do well? Well, awesome. he sold me on the idea right now. Like I'm ready to just sign up. Yeah, so you said you're not a fiduciary, right? You don't tell people where to invest. But I got to imagine you probably get a ton of calls where people every day are just like, can I do this? Can I invest in this? Can I do this? Is there somewhere that they don't have to call you to ask these questions? Is there somewhere they can learn what is self-directed hiring rules? So if you go to newviewtrust.com, that's our website, there's a blog section. We post all of our webinars and educational articles there. Um, We are doing consistent, um, well, now that things have changed, more uh, summits and panels where you can interview and Q&As with clients that are doing these types of investments. And I think that that's the best wealth of knowledge is being able to talk to someone else that's already doing it. Perfect. Gotcha. I like it. All right, yeah, dude, I, I'm stoked. All right. I'm going to have to bother him next week and try to <laughs> try to set up a call. Cool. Well, hopefully you're not the only other one that does that. Yeah. Hopefully people listening will reach out to you as well. And the best way to find you? Best way to find me directly. 407-519-9172. Um, that's the best way to reach me. Um, you can send me an email, B Martinez, B for Brian, my last name is Martinez, at newview, spelled N-U-V-I-E-W-I-R-A.com.
Awesome. Gotcha. And that website also was newviewtrust.com? Newviewtrust.com, correct. Yep. Awesome. All right, guys, go check them out. Give them a call. Give them an email. Get your self-directed IRA or 401k set up and uh, start making some more money. Awesome, man. I like it. Brian, we appreciate you coming on and giving us a quick the 101 guide to uh, self-directed IRAs. Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, you too. All right, guys, that's it for today. Uh, As always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Friday. See you Friday, guys.